0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 81 of State of the Game, the golf podcast that talks about stuff that matters. My name's Rod Morrie, and on this episode, we'll be delving into the world of professional golf. The recent confirmation that the Tiger Woods-Phil Mickelson big money match will take place in November hasn't pleased everybody, while proposed tweaks to the PGA Tours FedEx Cup finale look on the surface to be, let's be kind, different. There's also a new head honcho at the USPGA, and at least one of today's co-hosts thinks the long-term plan may be a rejoining of America's two most powerful professional golf bodies, the PGA and PGA Tour. So without further ado, let's get on with it. First up, it's a welcome to writer, critic, blogger, golf channel regular and podcast host, Jeff Shackleford. Jeff, been too long, as always, looking forward to teasing out some of these issues, which will have an impact on golf. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yes. Oh, they will. I, I uh, do look forward to chatting about it, oh,
0: Down here in Australia, former touring pro-turned course architect, columnist, commentator on the game, Mike Clayton. Clayton, lots of things happening in the game as always. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on some of it.
2: Uh, yeah, thank you, Rod. It'll be interesting. It's coming up for the Australian summer of tournaments, so we could perhaps touch on that. But, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to talk about
0: the more recent stuff. Indeed. Well, you've uh, kind of segued nicely. Shaq, I wanted to start with you and the Mickelson-Woods match. I know that you wrote a piece the other day on your blog saying you were quite looking forward to it. Of course, it hasn't made everybody happy for all sorts of different reasons. For those of us down in Australia, the clash with the World Cup hasn't gone down particularly well. What's the appeal of the match, do you think, for you?
1: Well, uh, there's a sentimental element that the Skins game used to be Thanksgiving weekend. And when that went away, because... Well, because of uh, money. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a $250,000 putt, doesn't mean as much as it used to. Um, and the star power is just different, and the season's long. It just went away for a number of reasons. I, but it's uh, people have been missing it. And uh, it's, a, it's a time of year when it is an ideal moment for a little golf exhibition of some kind. I think it'd be more fun, uh, or would have been more fun a few years ago when they didn't uh, like each other as much. Um, and, and I, and you know, nobody believes that they're playing, uh, one of them's going home without having made a penny. I am not <laughs> you know, buying that.
0: And not.
1: So it's really just that. And then I think that unfortunately it's come together last minute. So a lot of the details haven't been ironed out and a lot of things have come out and some of them have been accurate. Some have not. And they're kind of making certain things up as they go. And they definitely want to do something fun and different and have presses and, um, uh, maybe for charity, and, and it sounds like they want to make this different than the, the standard eighteen-hole uh, low score wins kind of thing. So that's great, but uh, I, I just think they've kind of they've they they they're making it up as they go, and so uh, we're like the the, the cost has now got people very upset. Um, I still think it's going to be somewhere between five and $15, but, uh, $25 price came out and everybody's got to let them know that that's ridiculous. And it may be because there's so much golf on TV. It's like, well, why, why do I need to pay for this? Uh, but I think that the, the ultimate goal is to, to kind of bring back the old shells or all-star golf concept, but in a new way where it is, you do pay uh, a subscription and there's going to be more than Tiger and Phil. This is just the launching pad, and it's going to go to exotic places, and at least that's the vision that I've been hearing. And unfortunately, though, the way it's launched, nobody knows that, so people hear $25, one-time thing, and they say, screw you. <laughs> so this is, it's, if nothing else, it's a lesson in probably how not to launch something and why you, people are so secretive and protective of, of uh, details on something until they're finalized and ready to go. I think it's a good good case uh, study for that.
0: Sur- surprisingly clumsy for a couple of blokes and their teams who well, you think would be pretty good at this sort of stuff by now. I
1: think there's just so many entities. You have uh, Tigers Camp, you have Phil's Camp, so you have Mark Steinberg, you have Lager there, you have, uh, and then you have this whole mystery component that that really is, um, AT and T driven. And so AT and T has acquired HBO. And the Time Warner uh, creative side of uh, the co- the content side, and so they're looking for things to make a splash where they combine AT and T, Direct TV, um, TNT, which is their network that this will air on, um, and then Bleacher Report and HBO is going to have a documentary going into this. So they're trying this big synergy play, um, and and and. and to probably justify their acquisition, that's what these people do, and they and obviously golf's a smart one because all their executives like golf, mm-hmm. so they'll be able to point to it and say, "Hey, look at this synergy." But trying to bring all those things together and having a vision is uh, one thing, and actually pulling it all off is is another with so many big entities involved. Mm-hmm.
0: Clates, you, like me, haven't been as enamoured with the idea. What's what's the difference between this Mickelson-Woods match and what we used to see with the Shells' wonderful world of golf, which was a fantastic ad for the game and the players?
2: Well, it wasn't for $9 million bucks. I mean, I, surely golf's got a better way to spend $9 million than a match between two guys who are long past their best, which is kind of not fair. I mean, and I, I said somewhere else, and this is not fair either, but uh, it's a pity that Phil wasn't quite a good enough player to ever give Tiger a decent match when it really mattered so we well, had Sneed and Hogan at Augusta and um, Palmer and Nicholas at Oakmont and Torino and Nicholas at Merion and Watson at Nicholas at Turnberry and Augusta and Pebble Beach and even Norman and Feldo at Augusta, but you know c- Can anyone remember a great match these guys ever had apart from the one at Darrell? Mm. Certainly not in a major so, no, I just don't see that there's any great rivalry because Tiger was so much better. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, I, and it's against the World Cup. I mean, it's like pick a better week, but there probably is no better week. And no one in America cares about the World Cup, which is a pity because we care about it down here because we've paid so much money to get it.
0: Including the PGA Tour clades, which is probably a little bit surprising. I know they have yeah. limited influence with particularly the likes of Woods and Mickelson, who are huge stars. They already made the one yeah. concession, dropped the purse to 9 million from 10 million so that the FedEx Cup wouldn't be equaled, but goodness, <laughs> for, the, for the PGA Tour to kind of go up against their own event. Oh, wow! Well, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. They're you
2: know, my... clearly it's not going to happen, but how much better would the World mm. Cup have been if the tour had said, why don't you two guys go and play the World Cup for America, mm. and, and Tiger and Phil, you know, they talk about, this grow the game rubbish, I mean, if you, know, you want to grow the game, come and play the World Cup together in Australia, mm. how much better would that be? Mm. You know, that, that, that would, would actually be good for, the, you know, great for the game, but as it is, we'll get well. We've got Matt Kuchar for the headlining for the Australian Open, which is kind of as Bland or Chamblee would say, that's cask wine. And um, <laughs> you've really
0: taken to that, haven't you? It's the cask oh,
2: wine. Yeah, I mean, well, I just annoyed the the Jesus out of me when he equated, you know, golf course if it, you know golf course are the snobs? Is you know, there's no difference <laughs> between good wine and cask wine. So what are you complaining about, Bell Reeve? For which yeah. I think was a relatively accurate summary of his view of Bell Reeve, which was. It doesn't matter as long as it produces a great
0: tournament. Now we're getting to anyway, the <laughs> This is good yeah. stuff. Clates, keep going. <laughs> um,
2: um, no, I'm I'm not a fan of it because I just don't think it means anything. And, and the great exhibition was Hogan and Snead at Houston Country Club in the Shell Match, or Houston, Houston Country. Club. Yeah. so 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 that's one people still watch. But I, I remember exhibition golf down here when. As part of the deal with Schlesinger's, Nicholas Palmer and Player came to play in Australia. And Nicholas played an exhibition match in Shepparton, which is a country town, two hours north of Melbourne, played with the club pro. You know, Palmer and Bob Charles, when Bob Charles was the Open champion, played at Northern, which is a unfashionable club on the wrong side of Melbourne. Good course. And Gary Player played a little country course called Yarram. I mean, these guys were playing for... It was all part of their deal. That was proper exhibition golf. And Sneed and Thompson played a great match at Yarra Yarra in 1973. 10,000 people turned up on a weekday afternoon to watch. Well, you know, I mean, that's exhibition golf. Mm. But it didn't mm. need $9 million to, to sort of justify its existence. Because mm. I guess uh, it's, those, a di- you know, it's, it's a Clearly, it's a different world well. now. You know.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, cl- clearly yeah. it's a much different world. But if people want to bring back exhibition golf, bring it back at, you know... Plus, it's a shadow creek. Well, I mean,
1: how many people are going to watch it?
0: On I, site. actually, on I thought site, they'd get a I mean, big audience,
1: yeah. but I'm starting to wonder about that now.
0: Yeah. now. on site, is there any any crowds at all on site, Jeff? A lot of it's not
1: clear. They haven't yet. decided. They are uh, debating between a limited gallery of of high roller uh, types who pay big money, and uh, uh, just letting uh, having a ten thousand crowd, ten thousand person crowd kind of thing. So again, these are all details they're still trying to 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 figure out yeah, indeed. Oh. I mean, sh- surely it'd be better if they played at a course that everyone could
2: access it and, you, and you and you had a you know you had twenty thousand people watch I mean you know as many as is practical to watch a one person match, but you know, yeah. playing it pl- playing in Vegas in front of a crowd of high rollers who –
1: Last
2: oh, Spam, yeah, yeah, spammy, yeah. You know,
0: spammy, I guess. shack on the upside, what will be really telling is the fact that it's pay per view will be the ultimate arbiter of whether it's been a success or not, won't it? It's that simple. Uh, if no, we won't
1: know up, the numbers, they'll <laughs> eh? <laughs> be able to keep that uh private, yeah. yeah but um, but so, it'll,
0: it'll tell her whether the business model goes forward or not, though, won't it? It'll be a very, well, yeah, correct, of yeah. The, of and again,
1: action. I, I I won't be surprised if there's a component where you you actually buy this this package and and it gets you access to you know match number two, which will be Tiger and Phil versus uh, Rory and Ian Poulter or something like that. It, I, I really don't I don't think it's a one off thing. I think they have a, some sort of a vision to to make it a regular thing and go to exotic courses. But my my sense right now is that when they they what they think is an exotic locale is probably a discovery <laughs> land property in uh, the Bahamas that we've all seen uh, on on snapchat now or you know uh, something that they that it has a tie-in that somebody needs to sell real estate and so then that takes some of the luster you know they're not going to go and do this at Pine Valley and the places that the shells went well, well, and that was the other appeal of the shells is that yeah. they took you to bizarre lands yeah. somewhere else in the world at a time when that wasn't Uh, normal, and they took you to uh, private uh, famous courses, and they went to historic places, and and so uh, that element, if that's not part of this, that's one less thing as well that will kind of, um, I think, diminish
0: it a little bit. Just on that check, Shadow Creek, so the little I know of it is that it is ultra-exclusive, sort of the reserve of the seriously high rollers and the likes of Michael Jordan. As a golf course, I don't think it gets a lot of love from us golf course snobs, as I think we've <laughs> we've all become uh, apparently after Bell Reef. What 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 do you know of the course there? What can we expect from that? Is it uh, anything worth watching? If you're interested in golf courses,
1: um, the drone shots and the aerials will be cool because it's in the middle of nowhere in the desert, and they built this forest. Really, it was Steve Wynn's private course, uh, and then it kind of quietly became a, a, and may have always been intended to be, but it started as his private course, and then it became. <laughs> Uh, kind of a place for high rollers, and then MGM uh, controls it now, I believe, and it's now you know a uh, more accessible high roller course. <laughs> but it's still expensive and still very private, yeah, though. Been, and and been, uh, yeah, you know the nice. the thing that most people said it was <clears throat> best known for and coolest uh, the coolest part of the experience was you would you could go there and. Order anything you wanted, and uh, they would be able to make it. And they had they had people, of course, trying to stump the chef. And uh, you know, I want a I want a lobster roll, but I want it with you know uh, something, whatever. And then so that was a fun little thing. Uh, I don't know if they still are that way, but uh, you know, it's your normal Fazio. They planted a ton of trees, and then they've had the other you know, pine trees in the middle of the desert, <laughs> and uh, a lot of water features. Steve Wynn was big on on water but he didn't want big lakes because he had eyesight issues and the glare and there's the, you know it's it's all it's just this massive uh vanity play that's very uh soulless and 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 uh uh devoid of of, of 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 uh I mean it's just everything where again it goes everything against everything right the where the golf yeah. is headed these days. Yeah
0: indeed. Yeah. If you ever do get the chance to get there, Jeff, uh and you want to try and stump the chef, have a crack at Vegemite on toast. You might be a chance. Oh okay. a vegemite on toast. Okay. And you might just catch him out. You never know whether they've got a gym yeah. or Vegemite. Uh on hand. All right, let's uh, move on from that. Uh, the exhibition <laughs> golf per se is not such a bad thing, is it, Clates? But done properly in this, I one. think it's great. I love exhibition. Feels contrived, and uh,
1: but it's got. I mean, again, uh, you know, it, there's got to be something compelling, and they're trying now with yeah. the mm. all or nothing, and and maybe presses. Um, is that, but be the I'd road, still rather see. I'd still rather on. see some stymies in play and things like that to to really get my attention. Yeah, How about if they played with some wooden drivers and oh clients you know phil and phil and tiger uh would actually be two people who might Mm. might get a kick out of that um and and, but they have just too much writing even if they just played you know uh a few holes that way or 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 they went to uh you know they had a little they did a little bonus match in the practice round the day before they filmed it and uh, you know something like that because i have a feeling phil wouldn't like that one as much because tiger has more recently hit those kinds of clubs probably than Phil has. Although Phil is a pretty talented guy and I don't think it would take him too long to readjust to what he used to play as a, as a kid.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see a right-handed, left-handed switch at some point and some other interesting things, but let's just see.
1: How, well, well how Phil's, Phil's dangerous in that contest because yeah. his right-handed swing is
0: uh, well, he's naturally
1: right-handed, really good. Is he not? Yeah, he's, naturally right-handed, he's naturally right-handed, so it's not, it's not fair. Um, <laughs> well, he'll but be but all in it's, for yeah, it and Incredible. He'll, I mean, it's, <laughs> he'll, he'll be it's amazing. It's just... Uh, Hmm. It's like, you know, Mac O'Grady-esque in terms of yeah. uh, looking the same from both sides.
0: Well, last thing, Shaq, what was your take on going up against the World Cup being a PGA Tour event? What was your, what was your thoughts about that? I mean, are the PGA Tour just completely well, unconcerned
1: I about think, that? Or? I think that's why they picked one of the reasons they went with Friday. Um, because that way the World Cup is still, in the United States, the final round is not tainted right. um, in any way. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, no, they just they had they just picked this because of Thanksgiving and the tour took some money. Uh, they'll they'll that million dollars. It's not going to the winners. <laughs> I'm probably going to the PGA Tour to, you know, have Mark Russell on hand to do the rules or something. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they have a now. That, that's another thing I understand that's kind of held the whole thing up is yeah. they've intervened with their, uh, and as they, by the way they are entitled to do. That's sort of the relationship the players have with mm-hmm. the tour, and and it, and frankly in the. It's in the tourist's best interest to, to do that to protect themselves. Um, so, but you know, it, it it still looks bad and it's still still not great. And no. I, I get your I get your annoyance, but I mean, I I'll be tuning into the World Cup because of the venue. I don't Retro. I don't. Uh, I don't care who's playing, frankly, <laughs> this year. No, well,
0: and that's the whole problem with it of course. And that's why we've sorta of taken it a bit personally here in Australia. Mark Hayes is the media manager at Golf Australia. I know you know Hayes, Jeff, and he's very passionate yeah. about Australian golf. And he's very uh been very vocal about, you know, feeling like a kick in the guts for Australian golf that they've chosen this weekend to hold. And I, I tend to sympathize with that uh, that point of view. Let's move on because there's some other interesting stuff going on. We'll we'll see how that pans out. I think the pay-per-view element of that is what makes it interesting. And if there is going to be a package, that'll be interesting as well. And I may be more inclined to be a bit more supportive of that as an ongoing notion. Let's turn our attention to the FedEx Cup, Jeff. Playoffs have never really Mm. worked in golf, have they? And it's been constant tinkering since the FedEx Cup was invented (laughs) in uh, 2007. But, boy, we haven't seen anything like what's supposedly being proposed for 2019. Are you across these... Frankly, bizarre changes that are being discussed for the tour championship next year. Am I what? Are you across them? Do you <laughs> know? I, I I just have this notion that the leader is going to start Cross ten them? under at the Tour championship, is that right? And everybody else will start eight and seven and six uh, the,
1: well, we don't know the details yet, but the the FedEx Cup leader will start at ten under. And then it'll be staggered from there. My guess is their obsession is to protect the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, so my guess is number two will be eight under, and 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 number three will be six under. But why it really is not a big deal then to be in the top five even. So I, I really, I am anxious to see the details. I almost think they've kind of let that get out just to see what the reaction was. A question about that. Um, it? Uh, it has the potential to make the last day more way way more interesting interesting uh that hasn't been at times but it doesn't make the first three interesting days interesting it doesn't make the playoffs events the uh the 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 other stops any more interesting um you know ultimately that the despite being told every year that the playoffs have been a resounding success and they haven't been because we're now blowing them up and we're we're uh Stripping away an event, and we're doing this and that. Ultimately, the whole thing has has failed because they just continue to try to get stars to the very end. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of great playoffs in sports is called it's called a playoff mm-hmm. for a reason. People get eliminated, and sometimes very very successful people uh, or teams. That you didn't expect to get eliminated. And so they, from the beginning, have built the entire thing around, okay, we have this season-long race. Uh, and then we want to protect those people in that season-long race through the playoffs themselves. And so it, it it's a contradiction. And it doesn't make sense. And they, they just... Um, it, it, it Without shock and elimination and upsets, it just isn't uh, compelling. Mm. Uh, and, and just guys making more money and, and all, and always looking just after the major season. the players just never have, um, there's just until Sundays of these events, do they really look like they're very engaged? Mm. And this is all stuff that, you know, a a commissioner and and the tour leadership is supposed to recognize that they're supposed to look at other sports and, and they've just instead, because it's so financially lucrative and, Bonuses ride on on increasing the amounts and purses and bonuses and <clears throat> FedEx Cup and that they they will do anything they possibly can, including now apparently having an official winner of a tournament. <clears throat> and I apparently will get world ranking points. I find this hard to believe, uh, starting with a ten shot lead uh, potentially.
0: And of course, just speaking of the success, this of, is the success of this particular, uh, rumours that the the payout will go up to fifteen million from ten million next year. So I mean, 10 million's on the nose. That's right, nobody cares. And fifteen uh, million is just absurd. So yeah. obviously FedEx must think, for some reason, it has some success. What do you reckon, Clates? What's the uh, what's the problem with playoffs and golf? I mean, it just. I think most golfers have sort of said, "Ho oh, hum." Well, at least we get to see most of the best players tee up an extra four times a year in the same field. That's kind of been the appeal of the FedEx Cup. Players, it feels like to me. I can't imagine you're a great supporter, close. But what's been your take about the FedEx? Wow, well,
2: never had that much interest in it. And um, does the problem get worse next year, Jeff, when they move the PGA into May, so the Open's the last major and it's done in July? I mean, are they completely restructuring the game so that it's now
1: a July to July, yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's going to be a total disaster. The more I think about it, the more you hear from people, they're going to go. Wait a second. So after the Open, I've got to go play this WGC event sponsored by FedEx. And by the way, which makes no sense for FedEx. So they we're going to you're just going to hammer the FedEx name for for several weeks. But then also this tournament in Memphis in August. You do not want to be in Memphis in August. I can can (laughs) tell you from what people tell me. Um, And then they are going to play these three playoff events uh, after they've put so much into the major championship season. And so now you're going to have people defecting from some events in the prime uh, June and July period. To, to, to kind of rest for this whole thing. I mean, it's just the whole thing is um, – it, it, it's, um, it's insanity. I mean, I love the idea that they're trying to get out of, out of the way of football because it doesn't work for ratings and, and different things. But uh, – and the idea, the dream is that this now creates a little bit of an off season. But you, you know how golf works. They just, they just create something else and it's, a, it's just become this year-round thing and the fan never gets a break. And uh, I don't know what the impact will be on the European tour, but there's definitely it could be a great September for them, but other events may suffer. So I I think it's asking a lot of the players and the people around them and the television people, and
0: and and then asking a lot of the um, of the fans. Oh, the fans especially, which is the the ultimate sort of decider, isn't it, Clates? What about somebody starting a tournament ten under par? How does this feel to you as a golfer? Well, <laughs> The the
2: concept sounds preposterous. I mean, the whole idea of golf is that everyone start well, clearly of every sport, everyone started at zero and you played from there. But as Jeff said, it's just protecting the you know the the leader, making sure the leader wins, isn't it? That, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. That's just such a look,
0: distortion. The,
2: the the concept is that what 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 the, what the guy starts at ten of the par. Hmm. 10, Does... Yep. So he's ten shots ahead of the guy who's thirtieth. Correct. Yeah. So, so the whole interest in, the, in that last tournament is that c- can the 30th guy win if he wins the tournament? I mean, normally they're so far back they can't, but what's can the point play. of even playing if you are 30th? Just going to hit a ball for the first tee, pick your money up and leave.
1: Well, see- and there's the danger that uh, that, that, that leader, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, very early on could, could build a lead if he's playing well and has the first yeah two rounds that are really good and the whole thing could just really be a snooze fest And know they've gone and looked and so far if you go back it, it hasn't been but rory wouldn't have won the year he won dustin johnson would have when 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 rory thumped him that week and uh so that's just it's just it's odd and i, I really sense ultimately they've they've there have been a lot of great solutions by the way offered uh and i, I i'm I'm pleased with a couple that I've put out there, but many writers have, I mean, Gary Van Sickle has been on the aggregate scoring for the playoffs thing forever, which I think is utterly fascinating and, and really
0: does make every shot count. And it has some, merit, um, doesn't it? Some actual merit, not, not some, you know, sc- yeah, celebrities
1: yeah but then, uh, then you get into the, well, then we don't protect the season long race. And so that's why that never happened. And then I had a whole, you know, I floated a playoff thing that TV people have, have, I know floated variations of, and, where you where you have a 36 hole cut at the end you have a Saturday cut and you may have some playoffs and you have one last day it's a shootout between four or six players for for all the money or uh, for the for the main main checks and you know one day ten million dollars everybody can understand that and they just um, I, I really sense they they went for a solution that nobody had proposed just to have their own idea it really feels that way because most of the reaction been, Really? Of all the things, this is this is what you got?
0: Really? Well, what they're oh, trying okay. to avoid, obviously, and it's been written many times, is Steve Sands with his whiteboard trying to explain to people at home when it's pretty clear that nobody really can follow it, who's yeah. winning the FedEx Cup as the thing. It's awful television. It's awful for golf. This kind of solution that they've thrown out there up the flagpole to see what happens, will the players go for it, Jeff? I can't imagine that any legitimate golfer would put their signature on a plan to have somebody start a tournament 10 shots in front of the rest of the field it goes against the i team, actually
1: think golf. uh i actually think a lot of the players will like this one because in a weird way it it almost uh <laughs> it, it, it in a weird way it brings to me the players closer together if you take this playoff uh seriously and and so if i'm somebody who says well uh, gosh, I mean, if that leader doesn't have a good week, I, I have a chance to, to get in contention if I have a good week for for the the the, the fifteen million after not really uh, doing much in the playoffs. Whereas the current system now at least just basically protects those top five people if you're really obsessed with protecting the season long thing. So. I actually could see rank and file guys going. God, I just want to get to the tour championship, and then we'll uh, we'll poison the food of <laughs> of the Mister Ten under par, and we got ourselves a golf tournament. I mean, I'm not. not, not yeah, no, of I'm course, I sure. would never. Happen. But I could see where again. You, you just we've seen tour championships where that person leading the thing has come in, and they just they're done. They they're shot for the season. They won't. They're worn out, and uh, and somebody else wins it, and and. Uh, you know they could, so I think they could actually like this. Wow, it's not- plus the bonus money is just so good that oh, cool. that, that they just all shut up about <laughs> it. But uh, the idea, I think, the biggest problem is really asking the players and getting so much of their input. I mean, we we love Jeff Ogilvy, and there's about three or four other guys you look at on that on on the uh, pack and the policy board who you say, okay, he's he's pretty bright and worldly and likes sports, and he can step back, take himself and his golf game out of this, and say, okay. As a sports fan, does that work? The rest of them just think about themselves, mm. and this is the danger of the, the tour leaning on the players to shape these things. Yeah. The first time they did, and uh, I don't think Tim Fincham got quite what he wanted, from what I understand, and the players got their way, and that's why the thing hasn't been right. And so, um, I you know that's the danger. They just they just they're they're really good at golf. They're not necessarily big picture <laughs> long term thinkers no. about or or able to put themselves in the in the uh mm. in the the seat as a fan
0: as a fan clade it's not really golf is it how can if we've come to the point where the world's premier professional circuit has opted for a format that's not proper golf is the game in more trouble than we thought
2: well, well there's, there's the professional game and there's a the game isn't there the game's fine. it's the professional game i mean jeff's concept of which is of Reducing the field down is basically what happens in Perth. They played that mm. tournament at Karen up, right. a European event, where 36, it's cut up to 36, and they cut to 24 on Saturday night. And the, almost the best part of that tournament was the Saturday night playoffs where Appy Barnrat was not going to make the 24. He got it up and down, made an unbelievable pass somewhere, and made the 24. And then he goes, everyone goes in equal on the last day, and they, and they play a series of six-hole matches until it's a winner, which he won. And that's actually a great format. It's a brilliant tournament if you're looking for something different. But Saturday's fantastic because it's all about who makes the 24. And I think there were – how many guys in that playoff, right? There were were nine guys in that playoff for like three three or four spots. spots, It was brilliant TV. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so that concept works pretty well of, of cutting the field down. Yeah
0: just I, – I can't get across starting somebody 10 shots in front. It just doesn't feel like well, – but you can see yeah. what they're trying to do. They uh, non no, we, yeah, we, the don't, we don't want to give them – no. let's not give them too much. No, that's right.
1: By <laughs> the way, and they may change.
0: And see what you – know, I don't – I can't imagine they'll go. This is one of the more radical concepts it sounds like. So maybe what they're actually doing here, Jeff, is let's throw this up the poll. It'll be so radical, people, there'll be an outcry. And then whatever we do propose, yeah. people will go, oh, that's much yeah. better. Well, let's go I with don't that. Don't, <laughs> by the way, do
1: yeah, I don't think that's the worst yeah. thing in the world. Uh, politics, a little focus group testing, a little reaction, yeah. and I'm sure same thing with this Tiger film match. They're probably seeing a little bit that twenty four ninety nine might have been floated, and they wanted to see mm-hmm. what people said, and they're they're probably getting the reaction that they needed to say okay. Yeah. And then the great news is they come back and say, hey, actually no, that I, well, those reports were ridiculous. Yeah. We always knew they were. Well, We've yeah. always planned to offer it for fifteen ninety nine. That's right. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and and the tour is going to go yeah that report was erroneous and that was one many many concepts floated um but anybody who knows better should have known that the world rankings wouldn't have allowed that uh, yeah they could they could do it anyway it, yeah. so it's not it, to me it's a you know it's fine as long as they don't let it drag on too long no. yeah. uh and get out in front of it and say okay no 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 that wasn't the concept Let's
2: move on to some- are we assuming that they phil gets picked for the
1: Ryder cup while we're just on phil quickly I am, yeah. I I, okay. I think that's a that's a political thing, and I and look okay. at look what he's done in match play with other. Uh, my p- case for him is always a, look what he's done for other players. He seems mm-hmm. to make people comfortable. They like playing for him. They get confidence. He gets a little something else in match play. Um, that that doesn't happen for him probably most weeks in stroke play now, which is just probably the nature of his personality and where he is at his life. That. The juices get flowing a little bit differently, and so I, I don't. I don't think. It's, I mean, what how, are you going to take? You're going to take Tony Finau or oh, yeah, Phil? Man. I mean, I still think Tony Fino should be picked. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I I you know, if it came down to those two, or you're Kuchar versus Phil. Sorry, I'm. I'm going to take Phil.
2: Uh, so so he's picking Tiger, Phil,
1: um, December, Bryson.
2: Bryson right, and Fina is that the? the I, I
1: gotta think it's Fino. I mean, I, I, I yeah. How can you t- how can you not? The guy has played so well all year, and you have to get some new players in. And he's a birdie machine. Yeah. And uh, why not? I, you know, Kucher's had a nice run, but does he really intimidate you? You know, and plus they kind of you know they have a strong enough team. I think it's worth taking a chance on that on somebody yeah. like that. Yeah, Who's going to bring? A, a
0: different kind of game. And enthusiasm.
1: It's a nice problem the U.S.
0: Yeah. has, yeah, isn't nice. it? Yeah, it is indeed. That's yeah, a good go team. Great right team. Jeff, so don't pick him. He's uh, he's getting ready for um, for the lakes later in the year. Let's move on to a somewhat bigger, uh, broader picture for the entire world of golf. Seth War, former head of, now I've forgotten the name of the bank. Oh, your track. Bank. Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank. Uh, mm. What did you describe him as? The the sixty year old with the most enviable tan and hair combination. I think you described him as Jeff. Which was,
1: yeah, he's got he's always had he's just a, a, just an incredible uh, hair tan combo thing going. on. Right.
0: If you want to know what Adam Scott's going to look like in about thirty years, look at Seth Ward. Yeah, he's yeah, holding, probably probably up, about right. Holding up beautifully, no question. The new head of the PJ. It's an interesting decision from a whole lot of angles, Jeff. But I thought yours was particularly intriguing in the notion that. Uh, perhaps this is an indication that the PGA two or the PGA, perhaps joining forces again. We know they split back in 1968 into two separate entities, and that's worked very well for the PGA two, obviously, and it's worked out okay for the PGA since. Uh, give us a little thumbnail sketch for those who haven't read your piece about what makes you think that Seth War being the choice might indicate that they're looking to go perhaps back that way.
1: Well, we've heard rumors for a long time that they've they've discussed it and you know, they have this partnership now. And I just threw it out there as it just it's more likely than ever with these two, with Jay being Jay Monahan basically being mentored by Seth on business and and negotiating and all that. So, you know, and I've seen them out to the dinner at many tournaments. They're they're very good friends still. Um and I don't see Seth Wad taking this job for a long period of time. He has a very substantial net worth and He's a member at some of the greatest golf courses on the planet, and, and I don't see why he would want to uh, run the PGA day-to-day after running a, one of the biggest banks uh, in the world and doing it in a way that was really a big deal. They they basically, when they came to the United States, uh, you know, they built it into the, the, the U.S. Deutsche Bank into something, and so he's, he's done some pretty big things in the business world, and no offense to the PGA of America, but it's just not… Uh, On the level of what he's done before. And then um, so he was asked about it on Golf Channel (laughs) yesterday about my post and somebody made it out uh, to him as if it was a report. I just threw out the hypothetical uh, and then he said, yeah, I went around the halls and asked anybody if that's even ever been discussed. And he kind of, yeah, it was sort of funny how he characterized it, but he didn't shut the door. He, he kind of, he just kind of, there was one little comment. It was like, oh yeah, that's, that's definitely something that we can certainly discuss. Um, and so it makes sense in every way I can imagine, except for the rank and file PGA golf pro member. I don't know what they get out of it. Um, and these people, uh, we're talking about may not care. They, they're, they're into deals, making deals, making money, uh, power. The PGA tour would love to have a major. They would love to have their own television network or a percentage of the golf channel. They always want more control, uh, more, uh, power. And so a consolidation would probably be very good for, for, for them. Um, and they have some things that overlap, and they're also very vain about the whole branding mistake that people never quite get the PGA of America and the PGA Tour right. So It could just become the PGA. Uh, you know, nobody else would care about that. But they get tired of explaining that difference. Um, I get tired so, of explaining it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I think that uh, obviously, what I just can't you know figure out is what how this makes things better for the. The average golf pro the pga of america has not done enough for them and and making them you know they're now the third most impor, uh, most important person at a golf facility uh in the united states at least behind the manager and the super well, the superintendent first and then the manager um and sometimes those managers are are a combination golf pro manager but does the deal that, potentially that, hurt them, a, though? That's yet? an amazing change in a very short time. I think Clates would agree. The, the pro yeah, was look. always the the central figure, right, Clates? At, a, at, a, at, a, at a, you know, most prestigious facilities. Yeah, well, it's the
2: same thing happened here. The only – I keep talking about – we're about to start doing the main course at uh, Shady Oaks, where Mike Wright is still the main guy there, it seems to me. Yeah, and he's He's, he, he's, know, he's what a club pro should be. He's incredible, yeah. but – in, in Australia it seems to me that general managers have pushed the club pros out, almost out of the business they're just a bunch of bureaucrats
1: now which is not entirely fair but yeah you know, no fair, i would i would yeah i would i would i would disagree with, uh, i i would say that the managers and the superintendents have risen because their organizations have made their mm. people stronger the way they've educated them and the way they've they've uh, made them just a, an asset that a course feels like they have to have well, yeah,
2: and they're certainly more prominent, and and probably, with exceptions, much better and more qualified for that, for those jobs than they used to be. But the club pros in Australia, I mean, everyone knew who the club pro was at the Australian and Royal Melbourne, and well, they still do it at Royal Melbourne. But but now it's you know they they've become golf shop bureaucrats, really.
0: The, seems to me
1: Yeah, and even then and then you know and that's that's one of the and let, let's get into our come on let's do our golf ball discussion because we have to do it <laughs> people, Seth are thirsty, brought up distance.
0: people are thirsty they want the drinking game to start.
1: they're <laughs> very thirsty yeah. and and that's what i just i just laugh when the pga of america took the stance that people of aqua took with the tour uh that the golf pro the pga of america that they, they they're they're anti-distance and you know they have a big say uh, because they're they run shops and and they sell things well no really another thing that has killed the golf professional is that people now buy their golf balls and equipment off site oh, and at at bigger stores mm-hmm. so including pgis so
0: superstores <laughs> jeff
1: right right so the idea that the golf pro will be hurt by a rollback in distance because I don't the logic doesn't even work that no. they won't buy, buy golf balls uh, at their course. Uh, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't even logically work. Um, but they throw that out anyway, cause it sounds right. People go, yeah, that's right. It's going to undercut the pro. Like, uh, I don't know how the people still have to buy golf balls. Yeah, right. Now the other stuff, they're buying somewhere else. So I, 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 it's so anyway. And of course, in so in his first interview, Seth had, to, he gave the, um, I have my own opinion, but I haven't looked at it from the corporate
0: end. Just, Just a step back a bit before we go forward. You said there that you can't see what might be in it for the PGA members. Is there a potential loss for them? That might be the decision that they come to. Well, it's not going to be a step backwards. Therefore, uh, we can do this thing without it being a problem. Do you see what I'm saying There is that. Have I oversimplified that?
1: Oh, I could, oh by the way, uh, I mean, I can think of ways that this could be amazing for – the golf professional, if they really put their energy into it and these are smart people, but I just don't know if their energy is, they're more interested in a, in TV money and big ticket things like that. But I could see a case where they have, they, they create a pension program and a, and a benefits thing that, and, and an educational element and more promotion on, on tour golf. Um, I could see, you know, one of the things that's just drives me nuts is, 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 um, we we keep cutting field sizes um, in professional golf. So an event like Los Angeles, we used to have a such um, Southern Cal PGA qualifier every year, get a spot in the tournament. And we had an amateur qualifier, and we had, um, of course, Monday qualifying still goes on, but I don't know for how much longer. So they could have every tournament could have a a spot for uh, the section champion. You know, there are things like that they could they could do if they put their mind to it.
0: And the two promote the PGA <laughs> profession. Yeah. Clates, do
1: you- I, just, I just don't know if they're ready to put their no, mind to it yet. I understand that.
0: Clates, it was-
2: well, I guess, Rod, right, the history, or well, Jeff, the history was that, at what, 1968, the players broke away because they felt like they had, well, they, they argued and felt like they wanted to have control over their business as opposed to being controlled um, by a bunch of club pros, correct? Yes. All right. Right. Yeah, and then so, Europe, Europe followed in 1972 with John Jacobs, and Australia followed with Graham Marsh. Did it here in the mid seventies, but of course Australia's gone back now. Mm-hmm. Australia's done what you're talking about doing, and they've they've uh, remerged the the PGA and, and the PGA Tour. It happened here for a different reason because the tour basically didn't have any tournaments, so there wasn't a tour left here anymore. So that, that was really why it happened, but we've actually gone back to the players and the club pros being under one roof again, which makes sense, really. But because it started off that you had the ridiculous scenarios of Jack Nicklaus not being eligible to play the Ryder Cup for five years (laughs) and all those those crazy things that were rules determined by the PGA and the players sort of said, fair enough, we've had enough of this. This is ridiculous.
0: Just remind us of some of the stupidity. What was the rule down here if you were – when you first turned professional, Clates, you couldn't
2: get You couldn't take money for a year.
0: <laughs> As <Yeah>. a professional.
2: <laughs> Why? <plate>. Why? <laughs> well, well, because, well, my guess was that that was a rule made by club pros who were jealous of players, perhaps. I'm not sure. But there was a – Roger Davis, for example, finished. He got an invitation because he was the leading trainee in the country mm-hmm. to play in the 1974 Australian Open at Lake Carinaw which was the last Australian Open on the system of, well, when it rotated around the country. Mm -hmm. And he finished fifth in the tournament and got zero prize money. As a professional. I mean, just on a Mm. golf pro, and he finished fifth and he got no money. Mm. There was just, and I think that was the last year of that system. But, you know, know, when Peter Thompson turned pro, he, he had to normally do an apprenticeship for three years. So, he, he was almost still doing his apprenticeship technically when he won his first and Open.
0: First, open. <laughs> first first trainee ever to win the Open. Um, so
2: so certainly when he played his first Open at Portrush in 51 and finished sixth, he was an assistant golf pro at Riversdale in Melbourne, technically. Hmm. Yeah, you know, there were, there were just these bureaucratic silly rules. that. So the PGA breaking away from the, so, so the players, you know, Nicholas and Gardner Dickinson and Golby and those guys, Palmer, who... Instigated that break in 68 were just working their way around that madness. But, sure, I mean, all that stuff's gone away now. So mm. given the reason for it was to take control of the playing of the professional game, then perhaps mm. 50 years
0: later, it's time they yeah. got organised and went back to the way it was. Well, the power shift has obviously switched now to where the PGA yeah, is yeah. a far bigger and, and more financial yeah. entity than the PGA. I wonder, Clates, so though, down here in Australia and, and in other parts of the world, I can't help but think that if this behemoth was created and it would be a behemoth, whilst we get very little um, consideration from the PGA Tour in particular for what's happening with professional golf down here and the Mickelson Woods thing up against the World Cup is sort of one kind of example, does that make the situation perhaps worse for us? Should we be concerned about... Golf's always worked. Part of the great thing about it was it's worked on these lines of tension. PGA Tour has never owned one of the majors. It drives them mad. Right, but it hasn't been yeah, bad yeah. for the game.
1: Yeah, that's why. We, yeah, and now we have the FedEx Cup that we sat and bitched about for thirty minutes. Yeah, so. that's right. So, so those two <laughs> yeah. joining
0: together, Clades, would we be right around the rest of the world to perhaps be concerned about what a, P, a, a, a US golf behemoth might mean for the rest of us internationally.
2: I'm, I'm not sure anyone who's working in the business in America cares about what happens around the world. They, they, you know, it's, a, it's such uh, an insular. No, there's
1: money they involved. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah,
2: yeah, I suppose they're happy <laughs> to Very go and play in career, open. but you know, they're, they're happy to play that tournament career, where apparently last year, the guy who runs that tournament career wanted to have like a purse that was bigger than the Tour Championship and the PJ Tour would let yeah. yeah, yeah, oh,
1: Yeah, I uh, am. Yeah.
2: So, um, I played with a friend last night who had an idea. He said, well, if they merge you, because we were talking about this last night, he, he read your blog, and he said, why don't they merge the Players' Championship and the PGA into one tournament, mm-hmm. mm, which I thought was kind of a silly idea. And at move first, it but around
0: the world, Clates.
2: Well, that's, the, well that, that's always been my flogging mm-hmm. horse is that you know, I can't believe the PGA is always going to be the unloved fourth major behind the other three, and if they moved it around the world once every Olympic know. year, I it would be, it, it, <laughs> it, you know, in 50 years, it's got a chance to be the most loved tournament. Yeah, I right mean, down. Augusta are the geniuses that, you know, that, that they've got the Asian yeah. Amazon, which I think is on in a couple of weeks. They're the geniuses at marketing that tournament. I mean, it's its the number one tournament now.
1: Yeah. Well, because they, because they embrace the world, they want yeah. the world, they, they even bend their rules a little bit to get, you know, give an <laughs> exemption now and then to somebody to have that international, uh, intrigue. And that's great. They're brilliant at it, but it's still, you're absolutely right. They, they, they still blew that. And, 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 and by the way, they have now locked in basically to 2030. There's two years and one of them is going to be quail hollow. Uh, and the other one's going to be either the course they build in Dallas or it's going to be another course, but you show that list of upcoming venues to people. And they just say the PGA. It's just still the same event. It's still going to places that are like ah, you know. Valhalla, like, yeah. I mean, Tor- uh, is it, is it it's going to
2: Torrey Pines? I mean, really, no, no, yeah. they kill. They no? love
1: that Torrey Pines. My God, no, that's the USGA has that. They uh, no, it's just it's it's you know Kiowa and TPC Harding Park and. And now Beth Page next year will have a lot of energy, but but um just a lot of places that you know, Ron and Mink will be nice, but they're playing a tour event there next week. You know, there's just yeah. and that and again that international move every every four years, or even if it was just every eight years, mm-hmm. it would it would have been it, w- it would be incredible. It just yeah, it would just, totally yeah, change that event. And they so just Royal Melbourne, uh, you know, you Melbourne and Hirono and yeah. Walton Heath and, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. and by the way, the old they call, merge, whatever. I mean just Sorry, if they merge, that international element has a better chance than it does with the current was just about to structure yeah. of the yeah. American. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Plus they're they locked would, in until 2030. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. the next time they're talking about a venue for that every that that period would be 2032 for the Olympic year. So and it's and just so far off.
2: And, and the argument that they can't make money out of it. I mean, I know how much the Victorian government paid for the Presidents Cup. I mean, it's a staggering amount of money, and, and you know, there are, there are governments that, I mean, uh, the, the, well, the current Victorian government would pay tens of millions of dollars to have the PGA Championship down in Melbourne. They, will, they would uh, be huge. They're, they're massive. I mean, you know, they're, they're paying almost $30 million for the President's Cup in next year. I mean, it's like Is p- that a good PGA Royal Melbourne, a massive event.
0: Is it a good investment? Yeah. I mean, they obviously run the numbers, but it must be hard to justify that you've made that money back from having that event here fantastic for all this. Oh,
1: well, Tiger Woods is going to be the captain, so that, that sure helps. That helps,
0: no doubt. He's the he's the only one I can think of has ever earned his appearance money, Clothes That $3 million he got in T- 9 uh, was
1: worth every cent. I mean,
2: yeah, this, uh, we're assuming that Tiger's going to play well enough to make that team next year, aren't we? President's Cup well, team? He's the captain regardless.
1: No, 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 he's the team. captain. He's the captain. He well, he's obviously company. going to be a
2: playing captain, right?
1: He could be. He could be, which imagine. will be, that'll add even more intrigue. Does
2: the uh, there's no way, way that they're, way, they're going to let Tiger Woods come down here as the captain. And not play? No, you wouldn't
0: think so,
1: right? Yeah, no, I think he'd love that. that. He's playing. Mm. Yeah, no, I he think did. he'd love the, the challenge of that. I think that'd yeah. be that'd be really cool to him, knowing you know what he knows about golf history, that Hogan did it, and all that.
0: Just yeah. on that, right. Shaq, Does the Presidents Cup go away if the tour and the PGA merge? No, no,
1: no. no. They like President. that, hmm. presidents. Presidents Cup. it's good. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it, good. You know, tough. the rest of the world would just take it up a notch, which they will eventually. And yeah, all yeah. it takes is two or three really absolutely better players at the, at the far end. And, um,
0: Well, we thought we were seeing the start in '98, didn't we? We thought that it was going to become competitive after a couple of of events of being after '98, when the Internationals won for that only time. It felt good, and that close call in South Korea, Clayton, I think you were there. That was an extraordinary event.
1: I was. It was terrific. That was a great great one.
0: Compelling viewing.
1: And again, any match play is better than than most stroke plays. So I think we welcome it. Yeah, especially when they're they're going to the Royal Melbourne's of the world. Yeah, absolutely. But again, we're going back to where we started with the.
2: The concept of the exhibition match. I, mean, mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend that day who was explaining to me the, the history of the Davis cup and what happened to that last week. And he was, he said, well, it started off as a friendly exhibition match between Australia and America. Uh, no great Britain and America and put up by Dwight Davis, which was the exact same concept of Samuel Ryder's Veronica. talk, which was a friendly exhibition match between golf pros in Britain and America. And, it, you know, it kind of, you know, it's morphed into, well, certainly the Ryder Cup's morphed into something more than a friendly exhibition match. But that's, you know, the President's Cup, you could argue that, that that's what that is, really. It's it's great. It brings golf around the world. You get to see Tiger Woods and Mickelson, and the, you know, the great American players down here. And, and you family. know, <laughs> no matter what vehicle you use, it's great to have those guys travel around the world and have people see them play. Yes. And, you know, it's it's nice if it's competitive. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's just, it's brilliant for kids to be able to watch those guys play golf because they don't get too many chances to do that
0: it launches the next generation of careers doesn't it and we often forget that it genuinely does kids looking over the fence at tiger woods become the golf pros of 10 15 years from now um who populate the world so back to your original point jeff your thinking being that seth war with his business background this is what might interest him A, a deal the size of bringing those two organizations together you need somebody with his skills who's interested in the job and that i think was the point that you were making you don't Give that job to somebody whose interest, whose predominant interest, is the well-being of the club professionals that make up the organization.
1: Yeah, I mean they have a, f- a few things before them right now with their next television deal mm-hmm. and a possible move. Um, so yeah, it just makes sense. And he's he's very close with Pete Aqua who brought him on the, the board there. So they, he's going to continue that vision that that Pete laid out. Um, and again, there's somebody who, uh, you know, he's not somebody who, uh comes out of essential. I mean, he was working in a, you know, cap silver Lake capital, maybe doing something with money, but it, he doesn't get involved in this to carry out somebody's vision unless there's something else that's, that's interesting to him and, and excites him. And I, I so that's why I, I just have a hard time seeing him getting excited about carrying somebody else's vision out, uh, and moving some people to a new place in Frisco, Texas, uh, where one of his 10 club memberships does not <laughs> exist. And, um, <laughs> I, 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 it seems like something bigger would be more interesting to him and who knows, maybe they, it's just something that he, he uh, they want, they would explore, but never do. Um, and maybe he was bored. I, uh, and he loves golf. I mean, he really, really loves the game. And it certainly is something that that um, you know if, they're, if they remain headquartered in in West Palm Beach, it's near where he spends his winter time and things like that. So I, I think though that these guys tend to think about what would be a fun thing to put together, and they yeah. kick around possibilities. And there's just so much. And by the way, I mean, we we golf is does not get huge ratings, <clears throat> it, and people wonder why. Um, uh, it, it, uh, attracts this kind of, of intrigue on the business side. But then when you step back and you say, okay, yeah, you're right. We're not, we're not other sports. We're not world cup soccer. We're not the NFL. Uh, but right now we have Brian Roberts, the head of Comcast, um, who, uh, is, is acquiring things. You have Disney and, and, uh, uh time Warner Uh, Time Inc. and all these different acquisitions and things going on. And then you have AT&T now, who has their CEO on the PGA Tour policy board. And so you have all these major power players that love golf. And there's a fantastic whole behind-the-scenes business thing where these guys are kind of playing these little miniature versions of the big game of business with the game of golf. Um, and it's, it's fascinating, but it's also a little bit scary because you do sense sometimes they lose sight of the game and what is good for the game. But then you also are given some comfort because they love the sport and they're not wanting to make deals to make things worse because they have Mm -hmm. to hear it from people when they go to a golf course. So, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a fascinating little world behind the scenes that involves, some of the most—I mean, the only one who's really not involved because he doesn't like golf is Rupert Murdoch. But all the other major CEOs and, and business um, people in media right now have an interest in golf, mm. and uh, I mean, there should be a full-time business writer on all this mm. uh, covering it. It's just yeah. incredible stuff. And 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 by the way, there could be a major fifty-sixty billion-dollar deal that that gets thrown, maybe because of uh, or happens because one of these. Guy is, is trying to beat the other guy who's a member at Augusta, and he just wants to you know make, to steal it from somebody he doesn't like. So, I mean, it's just all sorts of so, fun,
0: kind of makes fun. A I, I sixteen think. and turns the fortunes of a third world nation. <laughs> in a four ball match. Yeah, I mean, sure. none of this
1: is going to uh, yeah, the, hopefully do that, but no. it's uh, it's still intriguing. And um, and then there's just you know the other thing that's a, there's a great Vanity Fair piece I linked in that that item that so what I just said is the case, but then all these guys are vying for things that the tech industry and younger people look at and go, well, that's all just so (laughs) that's so last year we're doing other things. We're into subscriptions on Netflix and streaming and all that's where it is at. And so, so then you have that element. Are these guys involved in all these little power spats and games and, and, and envisioning deals for things that will be useless in five years because some other technology kind of moves around and maybe something like the streaming thing with tiger and Phil does catch on. I mean, so it's, it's clearly because nobody case. really has an answer as yeah. to, to what it is that, uh, will really work uh, on media
0: just keep going through, forward. So, keep, keep throwing stuff up. And one of them people are going to take up. And,
1: yeah, well, and you know, maybe the answer is that there's just a lot of different ways people get things, yeah. you know, they still, mm. some people still like print, some people still uh, like to read on a Kindle, they read on the internet, they read off of Twitter, and maybe that's just the way the world will be going forward. And uh, golf is, you know, some people are going to like munis and, and a simpler game, and some people are going to spend 500000 to join a club and be part of this uh, group of people who are uh, very exclusive. And, and so choices and, and variety, maybe that's just kind of the way it's going to be, and
0: that's okay interesting stuff I can hear that you're uh, I know that you have to go Jeff so we will end it I there
1: what it but, uh... what was it we didn't get to talk about um, uh, Bell Reeve so let's we, we should do that yeah. uh, a little bit how, um, how many, how many and words know, do we need to sum any up any of the US <laughs> how, many,
0: yeah. how many words do we need to sum up Bell Reeve Jeff you
1: know, well, no, I think that, no, the more interesting conversation is, is, I mean, I don't know how much of you saw of Belle because I know there were some international television issues or that may have just the been the UK, UK, but it was just the UK. We saw oh, I, I, I thought the more interesting reaction was how many people, even given this thrilling finish um, with great crowds and incredible energy, uh, that their takeaway was, you know, that was, that should have been more thrilling to me than it was I felt like something was missing because when you see a guy hitting seven irons into the par fives and never you know really hitting a long iron in it it, I I I I told you guys in our little pre-show that I had two different people write to me who who said you know they they roll their eyes at all the 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 distance talk and this was the first time they went oh yeah I I I get what what you're saying (laughs) there's there was something missing and and I mean it was still thrilling Oh, no question. You guys,
0: Spencer, Clates, your take,
2: Bill Reeve. Well, the well it shows what a terrible climate America midsummer is for golf in certain parts of the country when the oh. ball just doesn't bounce at all. So, so you, we came off Carnoustie where what the ball oh. does on the ground is incredibly important. So it's just watching the, watching golf when the ball's not bouncing is incredibly dull to me. Um, you know
1: when yeah, more it's, people recognize that now too don't you agree clates a few years ago yeah i mean you know you talk about how great the golf was well someone
2: hitting a 170 yard shot that lands you know with no wind that lands within five feet <laughs> of the hole and stops is that a great shot well no it, it, you can go to rural melbourne in the wind and it's an incredible shot to hit it within 30 feet of the hole that's sometimes a great shot but when there's no wind and it's soft it's it's always second-rate golf. Yeah. And it w- it was made by Tiger, essentially. I mean, Kepka's like, as yeah. bland as cast wine it. again. But, I mean, t- Tiger made the whole thing because, you know, the greatest thing out of this year is that Tiger's I mean, Tiger, I think, if they did the world-ranking points this year, is in the top 10 mm-hmm. this year in terms of points gained this year. So... I mean him coming back to play so well has been a great part of golf this year I think you know it's just oh, yeah. he, he's still by far the most compelling figure in the game he's one of the greatest four players ever to play golf and any time he's still playing well it, it, you know there'll be kids 80 years from now who'll just be in awe of people who saw Tiger Woods play golf as we're, yeah. you know, you know, we are you know we wish we could have seen Hogan and Jones and we yes. saw Nicholas and you know, kids in time are going to be in awe of people who, or, 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 or be so jealous of people who saw Tiger Woods play golf. So, you know, the more he can e- elongate out his career, the better for me. So, so that was the big take of Bell Reed for me was how great it was to see Tiger. And so, that, having yeah. said that, yeah, you know, we can go back to the ball and the equipment again. I mean, didn't hit a fairway the front nine. I mean, most folks. Well, he, so. but he had yeah.
1: driven it. He drove it well until you know. Yeah, he, he clearly. I thought the last day he was swinging a lot harder than he had been yeah, yeah. in the first three days. That beautiful rhythm that he'd finally found—he definitely was pressing a little that last day. And it could have been; it just woke up feeling a little bit funky, and the body just wasn't. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. It may not have been even nerves, or but I do wonder if there was a little bit of I need I need to get it I need to get it down there a little bit more. Uh, today to to take advantage of these holes i don't i don't think so but uh, he just was off but he, but but i mean look how beautifully he he made it work uh which which was and he almost came from behind finally to win a major which was extraordinary yeah w- yeah which is a bizarre thing and he's never done that it's incredible uh, you know uh, yeah i guess i mean uh, people it's, it's, amazing. A, it's amazing don't you think it's fascinating that, that people actually want to diminish his career <laughs> right. or yeah. Put, yeah. put a little asterisk on yeah. that, that, Oh, because he never came Chopper. from behind. It's like, well, there's some great horses secretariat <laughs> went right out and nobody ever passed secretariat. I mean, yeah. it's just some, it's just, I'm like, how could that be a, how could that be a negative? I, I'm, I'm 14 f- majors. I don't, right. if I don't you, know. If you can... flip it
0: around, what it says is that 14 times he had the 54 hole lead in a major. That's yeah, fairly impressive. I
1: blow it. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, Jack would probably, yeah. that's. I mean, it's just bizarre. Let's look at it. One
0: of the things I wanted to ask you about, Jack, I wrote something about this a while ago. It sort of dawned on me. Golf on television is a particularly interesting beast, isn't it? We want the PGA and the Masters and the the Open to attract the non-golfers to watch. But, of course, what we show them is something that golfers watch golf differently, don't they, because they've played the game. So when my mum watches golf, she doesn't play golf, and, and all she sees because the producer and the director—it's all they put on—is guys hitting wedges to five feet because that's a spectacular shot. They think that's what golf is, don't they? They can't appreciate golf the way we can So those people you're talking about who used to roll their eyes at your distance talk, suddenly appreciating that Kepka hitting at three fifty off the tee, and hitting a seven iron from two thirty to eight feet yeah. is not as impressive as it might look on TV in that sense am i making sense with that golf's an interesting sport isn't it in terms of viewership because most of those watching participate
1: well we've always known that that distance doesn't mean much on television unless there's just some amazing uh speed shot camera from the side or those those uh, grids that give you the numbers and then it sort of puts it in perspective or when somebody just hits it so much longer than everybody else it's powerful but the thing that everybody responds to is spin, mm-hmm. control of the ball, and the ball landing, and then and rolling to a spot. I mean, that's what makes Augusta special to people: is watching a ball feed, uh, and seeing the crowd, you know, reaction build, and people stand up, and and the noise get louder and louder. And it's it, those are the things that that translate the that that the golf at Bell Reve that kind of, and again, the fans gave it an energy mm. uh that took it to a, a major like level but uh i mean imagine if they actually got to see the ball you know land and and, and roll a little bit it would have been even better but uh television it just it distances is not that great on tv it doesn't mean much no
0: exactly. what do you think about that even you know, with with track and stuff um, well, the, it the tracer helps, doesn't it? It makes it a bit more visually sort of appealing.
1: But the tracer, it gets people more excited when they see a guy work the ball.
0: Yeah, that's You know, right. that, like
1: Tiger on... Or they, it gives them the immediate feedback, uh-oh, that's we know that line. It's <laughs> yeah,
0: not good. Right. That's not where you wanted to you know? to hit it. What do that's you reckon about the that, trace that, 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 that golf viewers, I mean, I reckon 95% of people who watch 95% of golf play golf, so you watch it in a different way, don't you? If you didn't play golf, it's hard to understand how a shot to 30 feet at the open can be a great shot, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. So the, yeah. the appreciation yeah. is different. I mean, you know, when you stand over a three-foot putt yourself on a fast green and breaks right to left and you realise how terrifying it is, you have a new respect when you watch them on the 18th at the Masters with a three-footer. You think, yeah, I'm going to make coffee because that's a gimme. And while you're making your coffee, you think, actually, I had one of those one day. That's not as easy as it looks. so
2: Yeah, yeah, golf looks really easy on TV, but it's not. The other thing good, good last week was Brooke Henderson winning the um, Open in Canada. That was a kind of a cool thing for her to do. I thought that was... Was a, I think a dreadful golf course, but it was a, it was an interesting yes. tournament and, and, and a great win for someone who's a tremendous player. But and, and an authentically
0: great ambassador for the game, Claes. There's nothing fake about Brooke. She's. she's been to Australia a couple of times, and she is as nice and as good a role model for the game as you could find anywhere, genuinely. Isn't
2: she? She's fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah, and she's a tremendous – I've watched her play a bit. She's a yeah. tremendous player to watch, great fun. and
0: Gets on with yeah, it,
2: so, yeah,
0: Finds it, hits well, it finds it, hits it, finds it, hits it, you know, just gets on with
2: it. There are so many more good things about women's golf than men's golf. I, I asked, um, the Vic opens on next year, which is now going to be a European tour event. So it's a mixed 36 hole European tour event with, uh, 144 men and women playing. And I asked a very good player from the LPGA this year, if she was interested in playing and she said, well, I'll see how my schedule is. But, not a hint of asking for any appearance money or, mm. you know, yeah. The, the same player in the men's tour would be asking for more than a million dollars to play. Well, you know, but it just doesn't enter their head that, well, I'll play if you give me $50,000 or $100,000. I mean, just I'll play if it works. Yeah, of course, I'll play. Have
0: we got time you for know, gender discussion in golf, Shaq? I'm not sure. <laughs> did you see that B Park story the other week? Oh, she what wrote, about that? She wanted a, a three-wood with um, a different horse.
1: Where wolf? did you see the article? Golf um, week. Because I actually was just discussing that. You know, Golf Week was working on a who, who, Which version did you see?
0: Uh, Beth Ann Nichols tweeted. Oh, okay, she, it, so
1: if you okay, she tweeted tweet it, it.
0: Right, yeah, she tweeted a link. So if you go okay,
1: to time and I better shut up because she's written a story about this.
0: Yes, that's right. I read it. Um, okay,
1: so she did publish a story. When did she publish a story? I'm oh, the I'm not, this, this is, two this is ago. not good. Two weeks ago. Oh uh, boy, I'm, I'm not. I'm getting uh, sloppy it, as a block.
0: Okay, well, I uh, won't put you in an awkward spot. My guess is that that. No,
1: start no, no, some, no. I've been wanting to blog about this because it is the most staggering bit of gender inequality uh, that I've I've ever heard. When you know that, like, I just came from the U.S. Amateur where you have you know sixteen year olds with with club manufacturer reps. They know by first name basis and get whatever they want. So if you want to set up what happened, because I know Golf Week worked on this for a while and and. Um, so, I'm, I, unbeknownst to me, they did finally publish the story. Okay,
2: so stand <laughs> So, she had, she had two tailor-made – no, two tailor-made fairway woods, right? or four tailor-made right. hybrids and woods, and she wanted replacements, and She's they said Shrixen you can't –
0: you, you have to
2: pay for them. That's right. Unless you She's use a tailor-made driver. And she said, well, I'm using a restriction driver. So, she just put four restriction clubs in instead rather than pay for them. But, I mean, talking about gender inequality – how ridiculous was that point penalty at the U.S. Open yesterday when that girl changed her, you know, she came out from the break and uh, she, her shirt was on back to the front, so she pulled her shirt off and put it on the right way, and they penalized her a penalty point. What? Elise Cornet, I think it was. I, I, she was play, I, you, playing you the yeah. U.S. Open yesterday. Oh,
0: you're yeah. tent, she, Sorry. <laughs> but tent, she had yeah. an
1: undershirt on. She had, she had an undershirt yeah, on. Brought, yeah, before so you get excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Right. We've seen
2: men forever pull their shirts off on the you know the change oh, of ends time, and change every, their shirt every
1: day, every day. Uh, they, they take the shirt off.
2: Girl comes back out and her shirt's on back to front, so she rips it off and puts it
1: on the right way. Penalty point. I mean, I can but, really. But, but let's so. But just But uh, let's now. Let's not go down a rat hole, Clay. Clayton. <laughs> MV Park. One M-B of the Park, greatest. Yeah. She's yeah. on the cusp, top ten all time now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's she's yeah. she's she's incredible. By the way, known. For her incredible precision and beautiful, beautiful wood play, mm-hmm. she just hits yeah. these beautiful hybrids and three woods, and she, she doesn't hit it long. And and these companies and TaylorMade, I'm sorry, I, mean, I just don't even know what they're thinking, but they, who will give free clubs to anybody? They, they, they <laughs> you know, they're, they're saying no to her, like I, because she plays one driver from another company. And by the way that in the men's game they want to get any club they can in any guys back yeah. even if it's it's part either whether it's for account or for word of mouth or maybe the guy will then want to switch to the other stuff any number of reasons and and by the way the stuff it costs them nothing and here here here's a legend a legend yeah. and and i mean i, I just it, it's it's appalling so, it's, so what it's they like where is say, the ceo going um yeah. guys what are you doing so <laughs> what, what they tried to what, say what was that it,
0: that it's a policy so the, the company line in response to – was Beth Ann obviously got in touch with and said, you know, what have you got to say about this? doesn't seem quite right. Was that that's their policy, is that if you don't play the TaylorMade driver, you don't get access to the rest of the Fairway Wood range, which is fine. I, I that understand as, that. As, Clay, as Clay's quite rightly pointed out, if Adam Scott rang TaylorMade one day and said, listen, I was thinking of trying TaylorMade three-wood. Oh, and, oh, those things will be
1: there in a They're heartbeat.
0: not sending yeah. him an invoice.
1: You know, yeah. and
0: no. And, no. and they would never try to suggest that they would because that would be matters. And we know that's not going to happen because Adam Scott's a tightless player. So yes, he plays tight, right, yeah, your including the a ball and example. the shoes. And I, you
1: else. For any major male. I guarantee topic. you
0: Brooks Kepka yeah. wouldn't be paying for a tailor made three wood. If he wanted one, Nor would Patrick Reed, who doesn't right. have a, a club sponsor. Right. Um, no chance. That's just, well, actually
1: he's gone in and bought clubs on his own, well, that's right, <laughs> which yeah. kind of got him in trouble last year. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, but that's mm-hmm. he's a different cat. But what's the answer? Uh, to
0: that so, what's the answer? I mean, the think answer is well, you know,
1: pretty t- simple. Treat treat the women like you treat sixteen year old boys and yeah. and fourteen year olds. I saw something at the U.S. Amateur. Okay, I will. I won't name players or manufacturers, but there were two reps for one player each in a uh, match. Yeah. <laughs> And I actually watched the reps for the guy who they they like, who they give clubs to say, good shot, good shot, you know, but not for the other guy. Um, And they go the whole 18 holes. This is a U.S. amateur and they're out there. And by the way, one of those reps helped the guy uh, who was a semifinalist who had a broken driver. They got it fixed for him mid round. But you just think, oh, my gosh, what, what this is supposed to be an amateur event. And you basically have like a like a team mentality out there, and it, it's, it's so tacky. It's so embarrassing. Um, really, I know you're and about that. but that's a, that's a men's amateur game. It's this whole recruiting, and and by the way, none of these guys will ever sell a single piece of equipment for these companies no. <laughs> ever. No,
0: exactly. <laughs> and that's what makes it of, so. They little. just become part of a count, don't they? That's in the fact, truth of it. You can make a case that that Korean women
1: are some of the only people in the golf professional world who actually inspire people to buy clubs. Yeah. I mean,
2: but, yeah. right. You, you can't imagine. I mean, for giving NB park one driver, you can't imagine <laughs> there aren't 10 women in the world who go to a pro shop after that and go, I'm not going to buy that Taylor mode driver. Cause they made NB park pay for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't believe how much it cost them. It, it, one driver. I mean, really, or, wasn't it was, was, it was four forwards, but, yeah. You, I, there have to yeah. be a whole pile of women who've walked in a pro shop since then and said, "I'm not going to
0: buy TaylorMade." Might be a whole pile of blokes too, Clates. Um, yeah, you I mean, know, if you're a just, golf uh, fan, so, you, <laughs> you know who Indeed Park is. You, you can't believe a company, any company. Well, they've had their fair share. Well, and after,
1: but. I mean, I've seen her in person now a few times, and seeing how she is viewed by Koreans, hmm. uh, I just, I just can't believe you would ever, ever, uh, just go that route with a yeah. player like that, who's that. I mean, if we did a, a ranking of players, beloved players, uh, and you would, I don't know, it would, it would be a tricky thing to to gauge, but she is probably one of the most beloved golfers on the planet by uh, a very heavily populated country, which would make her just period one of the most beloved golfers on the planet. And so, it, it, and, 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 and I, it's, she's not even, you know, super dynamic as a personality. People, people respect her because of the way she plays the game um so to be in any way associated even if you can't advertise it but to be able to just you know have a whisper thing like yeah mb uses our fairway woods uh one of the greatest wood players on the planet uh uh, it's 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 just beyond i I can't even there are no words (laughs) if she wore a
0: state of the game hat shack this would be the game's number one podcast overnight that's all it needs. Oh. To be. So you go and talk to her about. It are
1: you? Is that a suggestion? We that the state of the game did not make the golf works twenty one golf oh, podcast I did, I did. list. I
0: actually didn't look at the list. There's been a number of that. Oh. there's so many podcasts now, Shaq. I mean, how can yes, you? There are. How can you, right. Beat yeah,
1: you right. The, I mean, um, All right. So I got to tell you one uh, yeah. thing about the U.S. Amateur, and then I then we probably yeah. have to wrap this up. Um, so Gary Nicholas was playing, and Jack was going the whole way. And so, Clayton, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be nice and not be rude, but it's just Jack basically by himself. Barbara's over with a friend somewhere else. Yep. Oh, we get he there's a long wait on the 50 and he's sitting on a shooting stick. And I uh, while well, the fourth hole, I had said something like uh, we were just kind of standing there waiting for the fairway to clear. And I said, did you enjoy? I didn't know what I was trying anything. Did you enjoy mm. playing this hole? well, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. You know, he just kind of, he kind of is like, uh, I don't really want to talk. And then I did kind of, I said, did you ever try to drive? He goes, no, no, no. In practice, I I always laid up. There was no reason to drive it. Anyway. So we get up to five and you know, he's designed the fifth hole. So I said, um, long wait and he's on his shooting stick, having a candy bar. And I said, uh, so are you, do you like the way it's turned out and aged or uh, yeah, you know, it does what it's supposed to do. Well like okay, he's <laughs> he's, yeah. he's locked in on Gary, which, you know, and I was I was and in a way I was kind of protecting him because a few people like kinda wanted to come and blab to him and and uh, they didn't. So um after the round he's great. And I asked him a question. I had stumbled on something and I wrote a an item for Golf Week about it. Uh his caddy at the 61 Amateur, caddied for the winner of the 1929 U.S. Amateur, which Dave Shedlosky, who's a big Nicholas historian, had never heard. So he went, "Oh yeah, D.D. Gonzalez." He goes on this whole story about the guy gives him huge credit for teaching him the greens, and he let him read all of his putts. And and before I could even, he saw the look on on his face. He goes, "Yeah, no. Normally I didn't listen to caddies. No, I, it was amazing. He was he was the best. He would have caddied for me in '72 had he lived, and this and that. So he started getting rolling." And then the other thing, we were just standing at this shuttle and I just, I randomly asked him because in the, the highlight film and the photos, you see him hoisting the trophy wearing a jacket and tie. And I said, so did you, um, did you, did you put on a jacket and tie for the ceremony? He says, well, if you say so, I, I can't quite remember. And then he paused and he looked at me and he goes, but I always traveled with a jacket. Um, because I just, you know, I needed one for dinner and sometimes, and then I just, you know, it. it It, uh, it just was the thing to do at the time. And then he kind of looked at me and he kind of gave me this wink and he goes, and it, I needed to have it in case I won. (laughs) And and it was like, it was like, what it was just, he looked at me like, it was like one more little thing that I did to remind myself that I'm here to win, you know? Um, so it was just cool. He's, he was, uh, it was just neat how he, he would ask other kids in the field, like, Standing around the shuttle. Well, how'd it go today? What was your round? You know, where do you go to school? I mean, it was just amazing in the player dining. And, yeah. Uh, what other stuff so I don't you know how that? many of those kids really realized how cool that was. But 30 years from now, when they, they go, you right. mean Jack Nichols walked yeah. around the US Amateur and was talking to everybody? And, uh, I mean, it would be like Bobby Jones doing it at, at the Masters if he could have. So yeah. it was, it was really fun to, uh, to talk to him. He had, and he had a couple other little, little fun anecdotes that were just, uh, you know, he, he bragged a couple times, which he's allowed to a couple times. That's
0: <laughs> okay. You can brag. Kind of earned it. How many other sports clates can you get? There? This is one of the great and unique things about golfers. How many other sports can that happen where one of the true greats of the game is out just wandering at a small event in <laughs> that sense compared to yeah. what he's achieving? It's amazing, isn't it? And people wander up and talk to him and he's open. And, you know, I don't think we'll get that from this generation yeah. of players whose celebrity is much greater. Um, but what an incredible sort of a, a story, uh, on that last thing for me, Shaq, is it time we changed the categories of golf? You've got professional, you've got amateur, which is really professional in waiting, and recreational. Do we need to delineate? Yeah. Well, as you would have known at the US Amateur, you're not at an amateur tournament, are you?
1: No, it's like a minor league, uh, or web.com vibe. And I mean, the only spectators of the, during the stroke play are family, friends, and, and uh, club manufacturers <laughs> and agents. And, and, uh, agents, and, the, and the comical yeah. thing is the agents go, if there's somebody they want, they go all 18 yeah. every day. And then yeah. I started, there's a couple who have a sense of humor. So I, you know, I'd go up to them and go, so you went to law school. Remind me why again. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you know, you ask him, so, if he sees you today, how is that different than him seeing you yesterday? And, you know, they're flipping you off and it's like, it's just so ridiculous. Uh, yeah. and it just, but it just strips the event of this, uh, feeling that you're at an amateur. And then you see the mail, you know, they're in scripted outfits and they're, and they're, and they're wearing corporate hats. And, uh, it just, it just is, um, missing something. It's, it's kind of, what do you reckon, Sad. Guys? I don't know what the answer is.
0: gone too far, Clayton. Amateur golf at the elite level is no longer amateur, is it? You would see it consistently down yeah. there with the kids that play at Porto well, who are in the state. It team. was
2: silly when we played because it was so hypocritical, the amateur status rules, because everyone was getting stuff for nothing and breaking all the rules.
0: Right. But now yeah. it's now
2: it's completely the other way. and They're all wearing tightness hats and you know, um, yeah, it's complete. Well, there's got to be a happy medium, I suppose, yeah. isn't there really? It's just it is, it is what it is. It's one of those things. That, but but it's, you know, as it is in Australia, it's just assistant pro golf. It, it, it's just kids preparing for professional yeah. golf who are playing. Yeah. yeah. So I guess they have, what, the mid-amateur in America is 25 now, Jeff? Is that their age for the mid
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that just doesn't seem – the the quality of golf is great, but it's not – yeah, this is definitely a notch up. Just look at how, you know, Stuart Hagestad made it to the second round of match play. He was the only mid-amateur that, that made yeah. it anywhere. Uh, Cole Hammer was barely 18. Uh, Devin Bling, the the other one of the finalists, is barely 18. And by the way, De- uh, Cole Hammer, all the kids we got in the final four were great, great young guys, uh, smart and and respectful. And Cole Hammer is just a total golf geek. And, he's a
0: star, isn't uh, he? You're just waiting to
1: have uh, him. He's just a great guy. Great. I hope he I hope he stays this way. I, he's just just guy. Like, he'd hang around after and we'd chat a little in the press center, the, the, the four writers that were there. And he, he you know, what the coolest thing was, Clay. you'd to appreciate this. Um, he spoke admirably of his opponent. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, 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 you know, not in a lip service kind of way. Like he he goes, he said, you know, like after the first two holes, it was like, I couldn't believe he just killed the ball. Like I thought, and he kind of said like, Oh man, this is going to be interesting. You know, it it was in a way that was not like boyish wonder kind of thing. It was just, he's a golfer. He's smart. He respects other talent and he, and he watches other people and learns from them, you know, and that's what kind of the great ones do. Uh, so it was just cool to have a guy like that. Um, and to see that, that there's a reason he's playing so well, he's observant and he's, uh, he's smart and he's obviously very talented. Uh, But yeah, we had a really great grant And then Victor Hovland is just a great, you know, another Norwegian, great personality, kind of quirky. Uh, did you read the thing where he was reading up on us immigration? Um, reform policy during between the uh, between the morning and afternoon session just to get his mind off a of golf and he's reading his phone. Oh, well, the
0: swing is Cole Hammer the best name since Tiger Woods. It's got to be, doesn't it? Cole Hammer.
1: Uh, it's quite a name. It, it was. It's a name that I won't go there. It, it's
0: uh, <laughs> it's something else. Yeah. It's, uh,
1: it's a great name. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. The young bloke that won it. What a golf swing he's got, Jeff. My goodness. Woo! Hey? Man, there's a peek about, into the about, future. If you're worried about the ball now and how far it goes, there's a peek well, into the yeah. future. Him and Cameron.
1: Well, Chaffer. all the kids. Uh, Devin Bling, the other finalist, launches the ball in a way you just you just the height of it is so unbelievable. I mean, the twelfth hole is essentially unplayable now at Pebble Beach. The the bunker face has gotten so high. The green goes away from you. The green has shrunk, <laughs> and, and he just lost this five or six iron. I think it's about it. It was into the wind, so it was usually a five or six. Which you know, a few years ago, it would have been a three or. Yeah. Uh, it was playing tough, and he just launches it so high, and the green actually started to get firm, and and holds the green, and and you just say, "Holy cow!" I mean, and great, great for him, but it is, um, yeah. Callhammer uh, is not as long. I mean, he's young still, and and a little different body. He's kind of growing into more, but Devin Bling and Victor Hovland. Um, really, really are on another level in terms of how they – the sound is just – you know, the people who – because in the amateur you get to walk out in the fairways and people were uh, impressed. Let's just say they – it's noticeable in person. You really like – you kind of have to pause for a second and go, wow, that's, that's some speed.
0: You can see the appeal, can't you, Clayton? The danger of it is that you get caught up in the notion that golf is about the players and not about the courses. <laughs> it's, it's an yeah, amazing it's, thing yeah. to witness – but what does it do to golf courses? That's the, the decision golf needs to make as a,
2: isn't it? Well, they're all irrelevant now. Yeah. You know, when Cameron Champ comes out next year and starts seeing wedges in every par four, it's just like, what's the point of this game? Mm. You know, so there is no. Well, problem. and
1: it also is, is what's the point of, I mean, it is, you know, variety. Isn't that a good thing that, that, uh, I mean, you know, Cole Hammer gets it out there far enough, but. Uh, we don't want a point where where somebody like him uh, can't compete. Uh, that that and we've already got that basically, where certain people can't compete. He he can obviously, but it's going to be all about speed yeah. and and how, launch angle. Okay. I, uh, how, how, I long shall, how long we're
0: doing that. How long? How long till we get the first male player that does an Ariya Jatanagan and plays the game without a driver?
1: Oh, I think I think it's soon. Uh, yeah, I mean you've heard Phil and Tiger. Phil may not carry a driver at uh, the Ryder Cup. I could see Pebble Beach getting, yeah. You know, the wind c- keeps it, and the heavy air there keeps it where you probably need a driver. But I, I could see some certain major venues pretty soon here not needing a driver. Yeah, which will be ironic yeah. that the companies, the companies that, <laughs> that fight a rollback. Um, and I've had this conversation with them. Do, do, doesn't it concern you that someday that they're all going to just play three wood, and then you won't be able to s- sell drivers? in theory, because they're all hitting a 3-1, <laughs> and they just don't worry about that day when it happens, kind of thing.
2: Well, I played on Sunday with a mate of mine who, we played at Royal Melbourne, we played with a set of Hickories, old Hickories, and when you see what the game was, I mean, it was awfully difficult playing with those clubs, but when you see what it was and what it is now, there's a point in the, in the middle that's more sensible. Mm. I mean, clearly, yeah. you're not going to go back to Hickories when every other role no. driving a driving. No. But there is a point there where this course is playing pretty much how it ought to play, and then there's a point where every hole's a wedge and this is not what Pallister McKenzie envisaged, and it's one of the yeah, great yeah. courses I'm in the world.
1: What, what's the point of this? Yeah, you yep. And we're getting year. that
0: could more be, and more. Well, so. It could be very telling, couldn't it, Clayton? It really could be very telling next year, much more so than 2011 the last time it was there. We, undoubtedly, I think Woods talked at the PGA, did you not know, he, at about Kepka carrying it 340 in the air?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, carrying. Well, I'll tell you that. Wow. The story that yeah, it's 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 freakish. Not the story that
0: carrying at three forty.
1: We probably should do a show just reviewing the majors, but but yeah. the topic. Oh, let's do that. Let's just do a major review, kind of. Maybe okay. we'll get somebody who played in all of them, but because uh, I'd really love to get into the whole locations at Belle Reve and at Carnoustie, and by the way, both had greens that were a reasonable pace, so the players never said a word. About how ridiculous some of the locations were, at both of those events, um, and had, to, had that happened at, at, at a golf course with with higher uh, with faster green speeds, uh, there would have been so much howling and justifiably. Mm-hmm. Um, those, they, I mean, they just put them in spots that were just uh, they were just. I mean, Cardusti, some of them were just absurd, and uh, oh. but they were the greens were nine and a half oh, by wow. the time the leaders were playing them, uh, so it didn't. The guys just didn't feel
0: compelled to say anything. Jeff Ogilvy wrote a great oh. piece yeah, yesterday or today. I think though, I saw the tweet and I retweeted it this oh. morning. You would have seen it too, Clay. It's just about you know the USGA's move to trying to defend the tournament with fast greens and why that backfires. You know why it's yeah yeah, and it's a re- surprisingly Jeff Shavit. It's a really eloquent and well put together piece from Jeff Ogilvy, which <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Um, where uh, yeah. where is this? Uh, I retweeted it. I'll find the link. I've sent you the okay. link to the yeah, park end. story too okay. by email, so you can. I retweeted. Yeah, it. I found that.
1: I got. I'm gonna have a busy blogging night. Clearly, I, <laughs> well, I, I've been wanting to rant about the park story, and I.
0: Well, it's I, uh, it really is disappointing, no, and won't. it needs to be exposed. And,
1: and, and as Flight's notes, this uh, this incident in the tennis just uh, yeah, it really. Well, I, 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 I mean, I'm not, I've never been a huge subscriber to the the gender inequality thing, you know, because some because purses are just. You know the men get bigger ratings and yeah. there's more money on it. But this kind of stuff is just is just disgusting. It's pathetic. Well, at, and the Serena Williams thing. So it's in Be Park.
2: Serena Williams being told she, she can't wear the cat suit at the French Open, and the Elise. Uh, I think it was Elise. Cornet t- you know, changing her shirt on the court. I mean, there's like three things that just would just you know, just be <laughs> going crazy about sport. stuff like that.
0: Is that, what, is that what's next? Clates #MeToo sport. In sport, Me too, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that's just yesterday was complete madness,
0: yeah, that's crazy. but,
2: yeah, but, but, but not as crazy as the MVP. I mean, that was just that's Taylor made scoring the biggest own goal ever. I mean, just oh. can't imagine how many women aren't going to buy Taylor made clubs now after that.
0: And I'm sure they're not the only ones. The, the attitude, no doubt, prevails through all. I mean, clearly, the manufacturers don't see the value. Their thinking must be, Shaq, something along the lines of women don't move clubs because most of the women don't have a club manufacturer support them. The no,
2: they don't. Are the majority? Yeah,
0: that's exactly. Right. Do not yeah. have.
1: Yeah, I, I guess that home. would be part of the thinking, but the world is such that <clears throat> in, the, in the equipment business, um, it's a total package for people when they buy into a to a brand and and I mean, I just don't know. Again. Men can admire, and men can and do admire NB Park and the way she mm. hits her woods. So mm. I would really want to be the company that mm. that uh, is is the one that whose yep. wood she's hitting. And then you just somebody goes, "Oh, of course it's TaylorMade," you know. Or, yeah, instead, it's wow, she she wanted TaylorMade, but they just couldn't find a way to get them to the her. So one. why would you, you know, yeah. your branding and marketing and all of it is now it's not necessarily gender specific. It's just, a, it's a total package of different things that influence people. So, uh, why would you, why would you even take the risk to, to, to yeah. taint that influence yeah. in any way? The only, uh, one uh, been worse you know, it been. seems like a rare misstep because they're usually very that's good right. about imagine, that kind of stuff. That's, that's why it also surprises
0: me. Imagine if she'd hit an iconic three wood to the 18th green to win the tournament.
1: Right. Yeah, a double eagle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, Do what Mo Martin hole. did at, at
0: Berkdale <laughs> a couple of years ago. Imagine had she done that, and how that rep yeah. would have been. <laughs> it would have been. It's the only yeah, way that's it could what
1: have been. A, you know, that's what these CEOs and and executives get paid to think through. And, and it's indicative of a lot of things in our world. They don't think through some of these things. But it, it just seemed like a, it, it, It's a. It's Speaking a very of, strange. Just
0: quickly, did I see Mark King is coming back to the golf? The golf world.
1: Oh, from the head yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. he doing? He's back somewhere. On uh, USA. Uh, right. so we'll get to hear more of his uh, wisdom.
0: Is that still going, hopefully, that website? He'll, he'll try to have
1: just one driver a year for oh. them. Was it
0: golf? What was his website? <laughs> the,
1: the great? No, no, they, that thing died immediately. The marketing solution
0: where the consumer was going to solve all the games' left, problems so. and it sort of fell over. We could talk forever. We shouldn't clay has been fantastic. We should. To All right,
1: we're going to figure out that major championship yes, we will. episode. We'll, you know, who I yeah. think would be a good, uh, well, we will we'll well, well, we'll discuss a guest, but I'm fairly certain. Now he played three of the four. I was going to, well, we still may talk to him. <laughs> well, just <laughs> so, get
0: Tiger. He'd, he'd be interesting to hear what he thought.
1: Tiger would cool. be nice. He'd Tiger be would be nice.
0: Interesting. Um, We'll talk about that. Clates, great to have you aboard. We never hear enough from you. That's my fault. I apologise again, but no, selfishly, absolutely. I get to hear a lot from you when we're not on air, so that's <laughs> nice for me. Thanks for taking some time today.
2: Thanks, Rod. Thank you, Jeff. Enjoyed it. Thank you.
0: Always too long between episodes, Shaq. It was again this time around, but thanks. I know that you are beyond busy these days, so terrific to chat to you, and uh, thanks for taking so much time.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little less busy right now, just getting ready for the Ryder Cup, so I'm, I'm really excited. It's been fun reading up on that. I just wrote a story on that for Golf Week, and uh, we'll be doing. What's that? Are you
0: going to Paris?
1: Yes, I am. I am. I'm very excited about the uh, my first international uh, Ryder Cup. Now, now, Shaq, you. Uh, Tell me you're going
0: to
2: Morfontaine <laughs> while you're in Paris.
1: No, no. Oh, I, on, I've already yeah. been there. Well, I've been you, there. I've played there? it. Yeah, been, okay, I've been fine. there. Oh, okay. As long as you've been played, there. Um, I remember I played it, and I played the, the little nine. The little nine's uh, great. But, How great's the little nine. Oh, yeah. it's one of the best nines on the planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been. Oh, okay, um, good. Yeah. So, I mean, I need to go see. A couple of other things to uh cleanse myself from, from Golf National and <laughs> yeah, all well, the uh all the praising of it as the old oh course God, of France. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Well um, go and see Chantilly. it's not too
2: far away. Beautiful little right. town. Gr- great chateau, beautiful race course. So I drove what we, there, what what the race course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So go to Chantilly. It's a it's a great it's a beautiful that's where the Ryder Cup should be. It'd be incredible at, at Chantilly.
1: Oh at that at the club. Yeah. Yeah, I, that course needs a little bit of work, but yeah, it does. It, it does need uh, work. Yeah, it could be uh, great. It's a great it club could. and and property. So well, I'm glad
0: to hear that you anyway, more Fontaine, Shaq, because I suspect that had you not, that might have been the end of the state of the game right there. If you were going oh, to Paris, not oh, playing oh, more know. Fontaine, Clates would never have spoken to you again. So. <laughs> yeah. we no, he knows.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, um, yeah. So yeah, no, we need to do a little Ryder Cup. Uh, we need to think about who can talk right, uh, Ryder right.
0: Cup in a fun. Thing, just booked so. the next couple of episodes. I'm looking forward to those. I'm sure the listeners are too. Thank you both for your time today. I uh, What are we? I see. God. State of the game. Yeah. So, that number. Yeah, yeah. No. That's right. You can host next time, Shaq, and try not to say Shaq House, then we'll be all square. Uh, State of the game, episode 81 in the books. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed talking. We'll be back to do it all again next time on State of the Game. State of the Game is a Talk and Golf production. Theme music, writer's retreat provided by Lloyd Cole. Visit www.lloydcole.com for more information. For more golf podcasts, log on to www.talkinggolf dot com.